This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, continuing our look at the Big Ten's best players on offense heading into 2019. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, Robin Washed, and we've gone through quarterback, running back, receiver, all the fun ones. Now we got to get down to where the Big Ten players make all their money in the league. Uh, as we saw that last year with tight end, uh, three tight ends drafted, I think, from the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had multiple first-round draft pick tight ends uh, last year, Iowa had two. Uh, Michigan had uh, Jake Butt. Was that his name? Yep. A couple pretty good players. Jake Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're very mature on this program. But uh, um, looking at tight end this year, Robin, just based on the guys we came up with, it's a re- it's a rebuilding year at the position. Yeah, it's wide open. Um, Pat Fryer is it Fryermuth? Fryermuth um, from Penn State's the top one coming back on our ranking list. Had a number of touchdowns last year. Second, eight. he was second nationally for tight ends with eight touchdowns. So twenty six catches for three sixty eight. Fourteen went for fifteen yards or more. Of those twenty six, eight went for touchdowns. He's kind of the main name, but Bryson Hopkins from Purdue, um, Brad Hopkins' son, a former NFL offensive lineman from Illinois. Um, He's going to be a guy I think that has a big year, too, at Purdue. Yeah, I mean, 34 catches. He was one of their primary targets after Rondale Moore. And so I think just by default, he's kind of one of those guys that benefits from all that stuff that Purdue's got going on with their backfield and their slot position that uh, that garner a lot of attention. So he gets a lot of favorable matchups with one-on-one coverage against linebackers, and he's good enough to take advantage to where now he's looking at it as, as a legitimate NFL draft pick that will probably add to that list of, of Big Ten NFL players. And Nate, Jake Ferguson, Wisconsin, was our third, um, and you got to know him a little bit. His dad played at Nebraska, but he's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Um, that was kind of a battle. Nebraska was never going to win, but he's turned into a really good player. He's 6'5", 247 going into his sophomore year at Wisconsin. Yeah, he's really filled out, first of all. I mean, when he was a recruit coming out, he was barely over 200 pounds. Uh, but, yeah, I was able to get a, get to know him a little bit. He, he at least gave Nebraska a little bit of a shot. He, he visited a handful of times and, and was at a spring game, came to at least one game that I can recall. So, uh, but, yeah, he's turned into a really good player. I, I think that it was always kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to go to Wisconsin. Um, but he's And he's done that, and he's done very well so far. And then we got a little flack from this because Jack Stahl, we put number four from Nebraska because he really is one of the more productive tight ends returning in the conference. Um, but, heck, you know, he may not be Nebraska's best tight end next uh, year, no, Nate. Things changed a little bit since we wrote that. Yeah, with Travis Vokalek, if, if he somehow gets his waiver this year, um, he you could probably – put Vokalek in did he get the waiver yet or not yet I don't think he's got it yet uh but they're expecting him to get it well yeah we'll see what happens I I think they're they're going to at least make their case and then who knows what's going to happen but well especially with the NCAA changing their or tightening their policies on immediate eligibility waivers yeah we'll see what happens but if he did get the waiver um I think you could make a case that Vokalek certainly belongs on here he had better he had better numbers than Stoll did last year uh, you know, as on a, a putrid offense, yeah, at a, a absolutely terrible <laughs> offense. I mean, he, I, I, I'm trying to recall his numbers right now, but he was basically 
he had only had like 18 or 16 catches last year, but he and that was he, like 40 percent of their passing. It was 40 receiving per, production. Yes, <laughs> and he was tied for the lead in touchdown uh, receptions on the team. And so, yeah, their their quarterback situation, their offense in general was absolutely terrible at Rutgers. But you look at Travis Volkolek, holy cow! I mean, he's he's a specimen. When I saw him at the Friday Night Lights camp, I said, God, who's this former NFL guy watching yeah. the camp? And I'm like, oh, that's, that's Nebraska's new sophomore tight end. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sophomore. He's a He's massive. He's legit 6'6", 250 pounds, um, and about as good-looking physical you know, tight end as you're going to see. So, um, And now I understand why some of the coaches were jumping on a table for this guy yep. because he's better looking than all the tight ends Nebraska has right now. Yeah, the, Nebraska doesn't have a tight end that looks like him. And so um, while it's a deep room, it's still largely unproven. And if you could add a guy like that out of the transfer portal who – you know, you know, doesn't have any type of baggage or anything like that, and is super athletic and could possibly help you right away. That made it made all the sense in the world to to go ahead and add him. And then lastly, Maryland added Tyler Mayberry, uh, transfer from Buffalo. Um, he was first team All Mac. So some potential in this tight end group, but definitely, um, you know, a lot of questions as Nebraska uh, as the league is replacing several. But Robin, let's. I'm just going to kind of lump offensive line into one here because there's so many groupings to go to. Um, as, you, as, as we look at center, um, shocker, Wisconsin has the number one center in the conference. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they have the top guys every year. But Michigan, uh, number two, Cesar Ruiz, Ruiz. 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 God, I said that wrong three times. <laughs> <laughs> really tried to roll my R there, and I screwed that up even worse. But um, Penn State, Michael Minnett, number three. Um Michael Maedi, Rutgers four, and then Matt Allen, Michigan State five. No Nebraska centers. Not a surprise because right. the breaking. We don't even know who the starter. We don't even know who the starter is <laughs> going to be at this point. Um, going through the guard positions here, um, and this was an area once again no no Nebraska guys right, uh, right. on the guard list. But um, Ben Brenderson, Michigan one. Stephen Gonzalez, Penn State two. Michigan's got the third guard in the league, Michael. On, on, on when you on when you uh, three Brandon Bowen Ohio State four and then Jonah Jackson Ohio State he was a transfer from Rutgers, Rutgers. Yep. Um, so some pretty good guards in this league a lot of NFL talent no Nebraska guys and then the tackle position always a strong position in the conference a lot of Iowa on that Alaric Jackson Iowa number one he's a projected first round NFL draft pick John Runyon Michigan two um, he's a high NFL guy. Cole Van Lannen, Wisconsin, probably another NFL guy from down the road. Thayer Munford, Ohio State, number four. And then we went with Iowa's other tackle, Tristan Wirfs, as the fifth. So no Nebraska guys in that grouping, and not a huge surprise. I think Brendan Hymas was the only one maybe you could make a case for. Right. And so, yeah, the tackles were are by far the, the strength of Nebraska's offensive line, which coincidentally is the strength of the Big Ten offensive line group. I mean, the, the level of talent at the tackle position in the Big Ten this year is unreal, where Tristan Wirfs is your fifth guy, and I would easily make a case to make him much higher on that list, even up to second, or maybe even first. Some people at Iowa think he's better than Alaric Jackson, so it is a total toss-up, and uh, it was hard to... You know, especially considering just some of the struggles Nebraska had early last year on the offensive line to put 
Hymas or even Farniak in that discussion right now. And the hope is that that changes to where, uh, you know, when those guys are going into their senior years, they're very much in that discussion and on that list. But uh, right now, there's just so many questions across Nebraska's offensive line that I just, we just couldn't bring ourselves to vote them amongst the top five at each position. Yeah, I mean, Iowa has, I mean, what they've done with their offensive line here as of late uh, has been pretty impressive. And then to go ahead and have two of the top five offensive tackles, uh, you know, is is pretty remarkable. And I agree with you. I, I think that you can make a case to have worse, much higher than that. Yeah. But uh, but the, the overall depth is just ridiculous. And uh, not to get too off topic here, but did you did you guys see that that video of Worf's like cleaning? 475 pounds like 15 times no yeah, i mean it was ridiculous i mean this unreal <laughs> yeah um, where's he from nate uh he, he's from iowa if i re- if i remember correctly God, he now looks massive. Al- alaric jackson is from michigan and it came down to farniak and him right yeah well yeah basically it came down to uh, i mean he was choosing between michigan state nebraska iowa and then it was kind of iowa nebraska and it was, you know, it was going to be between uh, basically Nebraska battle for him and uh, Farniok. And, uh, yeah, Jackson ended up going to Iowa. And, you know, so that was a guy. Who, I have so much respect for what they do with their line recruiting. I mean, it's yeah. just incredible. Like, none of these guys are high profile, really. No, no, not really. I mean, Alec Jackson, I mean, was. A middle three. Yeah, I mean, he was a high three. But I mean, none of these guys were, you know. They never get a five-star offensive line or anything like well, that. Well, the ones they got were like Dan Doring and Blake Larson. Yeah, you know, they were five, and they busted. Yeah, and so they, they, they do a great job at developing offensive linemen. That's for sure. And yeah. that's what Nebraska is trying to get to. You know, and with the six, 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 seven, six, eight kids they're recruiting that all weigh about two sixty-ish, two seventy-ish. Yep. They're trying to get to it where we don't have to rush guys on the field. Let's let's put them in there one by one. To get them into the the you know there's a process. Iowa's got a process yeah. obviously of, of for 20 years. Yeah, of what they like to recruit and and then you know once they get in the program, you know the the progression. So a pipeline, yeah. so to speak. Oh, I've never heard. <laughs> that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, when we come back, we're going to get a big picture look at Nebraska's offensive recruiting board with Nate Klaus as we close the show. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.